Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jared. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good. Uh, we've also got Jesse with us this week, haven't we? Hey, Chris, how you doing? <laughs> there she is, listeners. She's not here, is she? No. It's just you and me. Uh, right, so we're going to be talking about the Premier League games that have happened this week, uh, not including Spurs Arsenal, because that's going on at the moment, because we're recording on Thursday night. Um, how that's going to sort of play out with the title and relegation race, uh, leagues across Europe, um, bits of news, and then Premier League previews and FA Cup final preview this weekend. So we will start on Tuesday night at Villa Park. Uh, Aston Villa won Liverpool 2. Um, Douglas Luiz scoring after three minutes. Joel Matip equalising uh, only three minutes later. And then Sadio Mane with a lovely header after 66 minutes. Uh, Villa were excellent in this game. And I think, but for a few Danny Ings chances, um, or wasted chances, uh, uh, they could have been a bit better. And they just announced in the last few minutes the permanent signing of Felipe Coutinho for £20 million. That's an absolute bargain um, uh, Villa have got there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he he's not always in every game, but the games that he performs in, like the quality he can bring is just... It's, it can be unmatched by some players. Yeah. I mean, um, I just had a message from Emma saying she's just happy to have him off the wage bill. Uh, yeah, yeah so, I can imagine that. Yeah, I guess I guess for your twenty million pounds, you are getting quite a uh, a highly salaried player. Yeah, you're worth like fifty million for an all wage. Yeah, and I have just seen that. I haven't seen it sort of confirmed, but I've seen it by sort of I think it must be someone from the Athletic or someone say that Aston Villa have got a fifty percent sell-on clause on him as well. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, you get. Oh, it's fun. if say he goes for twenty million again, you've. He only cost you ten million then, so it's not bad. Exactly. Um, you think of the hit that Barcelona have had to take on him, both with purchasing and selling him. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's their sort of back. If he sort of wants to leave, then they they don't really lose out. No. Um, I wonder if Liverpool had a sell-on clause. I wonder if Liverpool profited out of this. Uh, maybe, but they. I don't know if it does. It still go for future ones, or is it just the next one? Uh, no, so it, it, the Liverpool profit from this particular sale because Barcelona have sold him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do you all stick a sale? Also, what club did he um, did he come from? Because I don't know if they had got money as well. It, in England, say like Leicester had a academy player, they'll still be getting money if they went to like a big big team. Oh, they got him from Inter. Oh, okay. Uh, that little own Italian team. Yeah, I'd never really do <laughs> Do you always put a salon clause on football manager when you sell your players? Um, no, not usually. Can you? No, I usually just do whatever's, whatever's set on them. Yeah? 
No. Yeah, if a, if a club wants to sell him clause, then I'll give him. Usually, the players I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to get rid of anyway. Well, um, he was subbed off for uh, Emiliano Buendia, um, and reading the match report in the Guardian, uh, I think Villa fans were sort of quite pleased to see Buendia. I don't think maybe Coutinho did what they were hoping he would do in this game. Uh, Buendia came on. He looked quite effective when he came on, actually. Um, Liverpool five changes from the Spurs game. Uh, obviously, they've got to rotate a lot at this point in the season. Fabinho's got injured, um, and he's definitely going to miss the Cup final. No word on the Champions League final as yet. Um, but I think he's out of the final two um, Premier League games. Oh, that's a big miss, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I bet, I bet you love it, because Jordan Anderson might be playing. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I'm trying to figure out what you do with this. So I imagine you'd your midfield would be Thiago Henderson and Keita, I guess. Maybe Milner if you fancy a bit of rotating. Curtis Jones is there, but he's not exactly a similar player to Fabinho, is he? But there's yeah. some there's some backup there. But you he's a big miss. Yeah, I guess he's. I mean, Henderson can sort of play his role, but. He's a bit more box to box, and he likes to go out wide, Henderson. Where Fabinho will just sit there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think Kaita. I mean, from what I saw the other day, and what I've seen him recently, he's been a bit more box to box. So maybe Milner is the one that you put in there next to Thiago. Have the discipline to sit back. Yeah, unless you have someone like two of them sort of sitting together, so Thiago and Kaita, and then have like a centre attacking mid in front of them. Yes, I guess you could do, couldn't you? Yeah, um, then that sort of does the yeah. I mean, if you're feeling particularly attacking, you'd have uh, you'd have the two sitting, and I guess you could have. I mean, this is probably this is probably why I don't win much on football manager. But you'd have your three strikers, and then then oh, I don't know, maybe someone nice and attacking as a number ten behind the three strikers, but you'd be absolutely overrunning midfield. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah it, it, luckily, we're not managers. <laughs> I'd be terrible manager. <laughs> um, Wolves won Manchester City 5 on Wednesday night. Kevin De Bruyne with four goals. Uh, Raheem Sterling with a, a goal. Um, brief hope when Leader Donker equalised for Wolves. Um, but uh, they were only drawn for five minutes for um, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, motored on through the gears. Three left-footed goals, I think, in this one. City need four points from their final two fixtures for the title. Um, their fixtures are... Uh, Away at West Ham and home to Villa. Liverpool are away at Southampton and home to Wolves. Um, can you see Manchester City not getting four points from those two games? Um, I mean, they're not walkovers, but I just, especially with Wolves, who were meant to be a test for them, yeah, they just tore them apart. I mean, De Bruyne should have had five in the end. He hit the post. Um. Oh, he did, but, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, right at the end. That would have been ridiculous. West yeah. Ham, uh, do you think West Ham could, because they've got um, Manchester City have only got one game left. Uh, sorry, Manchester United have only got one game left, whereas West Ham have got two. And I reckon West Ham in that last Conference League place, they would quite like to overhaul United to get a Europa League place. Firstly, they finish with United, which is a feather in anyone's cap, particularly Moyes as he uh, used to manage them. Um, and they're in the Europa League rather than the Conference League. So they they kind of have got something to play for. Hopefully, Agent Gerard comes in good at the end as well. <laughs> Maybe that'd be crazy. Gerard comes back. Do you think that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. I was never his biggest fan at Liverpool, but he would boost way up to the top of the charts if he uh, if he managed to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, causing ups. Yeah. Um. And in Holland, of course, has been um confirmed this week for Manchester City, isn't he, for next season? 
Yeah, that, that's um, that's going to be. It'll be an interesting one to see how he fits in to the team. What do you reckon he will? I see. I don't know if he, they'll just use him as a, a Jesus, or they'll try and keep him more direct down the centre. Because mm. Jesus sort of drifts about, goes on to the wings where you probably just want Haaland in the box. So, what do you reckon this means but, for Jesus? I don't. He, to be fair, he didn't. I don't think he started many games. No, last season he didn't play any games because they used the, the false nine, hmm. and he sort of just only just got himself back into the squad. Sort of, he's he's been one of their best performers, probably behind De Bruyne and Foden. He's done okay, hasn't he? Yeah, but now now they've um, said they're going to get Haaland. unless he goes on the wing. You could put um, Jesus on the wing. Uh, yeah. I guess you could. I mean, they've got an embarrassment of riches up front. I guess that's no surprise. I mean, this is the sensible thing they should have done rather than going all out for Harry Kane last summer, I think. Just waited that extra year to trigger that lower release clause for Haaland. Um, yeah. It seems to be that rather than sort of pay for Kane, who... 28, 29, is he, this year? Yeah, he's a lot older. He's definitely a lot older than Ireland, anyway. Yeah, um, I think this is probably the sensible thing. Is the title over for next season already? Now they signed him. No, you, I don't think you can ever write off Klopp. I mean, he just finds gems, doesn't he? He does, um, but... Haaland has been prolific, isn't he? He's not, he's not like he's a one-season wonder that sort of joined the Bundesliga from Salzburg, having done well for them, and then he's sort of bumbled along afterwards. He's he's maintained that consistency, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting because he's not he's not famous for passing the ball and ticky tacker, but goal scoring. Like, I don't think there's many players better than him in the world at the moment. Maybe. He's probably on par with Ronaldo and Lewandowski at the moment. I guess so, and I guess maybe the other sort of 10 players for City have to learn to, or 10 players that will be on the pitch at the same time as him, they've all got to learn to play a little bit differently than what they're used to. Now they've got a sort of poaching number nine up front for them. I guess Pep's going to have to change tactically how they play, isn't he? Yeah, I, I did read somewhere that he would he would, he had actually have preferred Kane over and that's why they went for him. But now they might try and use someone like Grealish to put balls into him or sort of play off him. Oh, okay. But it it will be interesting to see how they fit him in because he's sort of a player that you'd probably want to be built around. Mm. Is so, uh, Guardiola? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Is Guardiola a checkbook manager? Yeah. Mm. She's not here the this thing week. Is, you can say what you want. She's not here this week. No, I think if the best managers get the best clubs, so that's why they have the most money. I mean, they're not. They're not going to go to a team with little money because they're not going to have much chance of winning much. So no, he's not going to be turning out of the Rico. Klopp would do the same if he had the funds. Yes, you're right. I don't think the manager in Guardiola's position that would do anything differently. No, yeah. What would you think he would? How do you think he'd get on at Coventry with much lower budget and all that sort of thing? Um, he'd probably be like Peter, I'd say. You think? Yeah, he'd probably. I think I think he'd get you you up, but I don't know if he could get you through that transition period of. The championship will be tough for him though, because he complains about the the, the fixture list at the moment. Yeah, four to six games is an awful lot. Yeah, and then Coventry went in and win the FA Cup that year as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do you think he'd get the best out of Michael Mifsud? 
Michael who? Michael Mifsud. Do you remember him? This is probably before your time. No. He was no, a, I don't remember him. A multi striker used to play for you. Uh, no, no clue. <laughs> uh, okay, also on Wednesday night, Leeds nil, Chelsea 3. Mason Mount with a goal and two assists, and Christian Pulisic. Romelu Lukaku with quite a good fun goal. The, I don't know if you've seen this, but he um, the ball came across to him. Uh, and all he had to do was tap the ball into the net and he sort of miscontrolled it um, and was trying to sort of find a way past, I think it was four or five Leeds defenders in the end um, and the goalkeeper and eventually found the ball in the back of the net but he looked like he'd absolutely blown his chance. All this came after a Dan James absolutely shocking tackle on um, Kovacic and I think Kovacic again is at the cup final, same as same as Fabinho um, but Leeds keep shooting themselves in, their foot, in the foot here, don't they? They get players stupidly sent off it wasn't it the other week um they're up to 100 red and yellow cards this season that's the first time ever a premier league team has got to 100 red and yellow cards it's like sort of swindon town when they're in the premier league but for red and yellows instead of scoring goals marsh said um we give up an early goal and go man down again deja vu um it must be so frustrating because you spend all week drilling them and training them and you go out and immediately Dan James goes into something stupid like he did and that's where your plans out the window yeah and I think at this point it's, you've really got to be getting points because they're in the relegation zone and their form is is not great compared to some compared to Everton and Burnley who have actually been picking up points recently mm. it's not it's not looking good for them um, a few weeks ago, they looked okay, though, didn't they? They went on a run. I think they got sort of 10 points from four games or something like that, and they looked all right. And all it's taken is two games, and bang, they're, dra- they're sort of back down in it again. Yeah, I'm just seeing now. They, they lost their, they've lost their last three games, and draw. they haven't won in their last four. Oh, have they not? Okay, yeah. No. Um, they got two games left. Burnley and Everton have got three games left. Oh, I think it's... I think it's fairly yeah. much Leeds need somewhat of a miracle to uh, to get out of this uh, to get out of this now. Unfortunately, I've lost a perfect storm of being able to win the Premier League and see Everton get relegated. It looks like I'm going to end up with neither of those. Yeah, it does. Well, you <laughs> might you might win a fair few trophies. Uh, I could still see us ending the season with just a Carabao Cup. <laughs> you know, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a marvel if you could either be one of the best teams in English in the history. Or be just a Carabao Cup winner. <laughs> um, Chelsea virtually guaranteed themselves that um, that third place as well. So Champions League football for next year and for whoever uh, is owning them. Um, I suppose given the circumstances, third place and a cup final for Chelsea this year is actually not a bad um, end to the season, is it? Especially if they win no, the cup final. Yeah. And considering what's what's gone on behind the scenes, I think yeah, that, that's definitely you can you can see their form since then. It's complete. I think next season though, they're gonna they might struggle even mm. with Champions League. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask about Erling Haaland. Have you seen the photos of Erling Haaland when he played for Norway and he sort of wore a T-shirt saying "Human Rights"? Did you, have you ever seen that? No. Uh, so this it was kind of a protest at the human rights record of Qatar. So they won. Norway wore it before a World Cup qualifier. So Haaland's there with a t-shirt on saying human rights. So now of course he's joined Manchester City, and their owners have got a rather dubious human rights record. Does that come into your head if you're a footballer? Do you think, or do you just think I just want to go where I get paid loads of money and play game, play football? Would it come into your head when you finally get signed into the Premier League? Um, 
if I'm honest, probably not. If if, if it was like, I'd, if 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 you would if you made the decision to join one of the best teams in the in the world, mm. or but then they had that going on in the background, would you join them? I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I guess we're all human, aren't we? Yeah, and especially, I just I just think it's it's all sort of about his hands. If you made every decision on that, I mean, it's it's not morally right. Hmm. But you you cut off so many like every every club has something fishy going on with them probably. Hmm. But yeah, it, I mean it's it's not. Right, but I think it's just how football is now. You got to separate yourself. Yeah, because it, it's not really it's not him who's who's doing it. I mean, yeah, he's buying into it, but you can't really change it. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Watford nil, Everton nil. Um, Watford ended a run of 11 consecutive home losses. Uh, and they have announced Forest Green Rovers manager Rob Edwards as their next manager for next season. Forest Green Rovers not happy. They um, uh, they said they weren't consulted by either Rob Edwards or um, Watford about uh, about, the, about their approach for him. I've got to be honest, I wouldn't want to be a Watford manager. Um, Forest Green Rovers seem sort of quite stable and steady, don't they? Um as a club, they seem quite quite progressive in their sort of philosophy of uh, sustainability. And then you go to Watford; you're not going to be there long. Someone tweeted today: um, "Make sure you rent, don't buy." <laughs> yeah, I mean the amount of pressure you'll have on yourself as well, because they they're just one of these yo-yo clubs. I mean they they're going to come straight back up. Yeah. Um, and if it gets to sort of like October, November, and he's hanging around mid-table, then. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's been very short term with that, um, with that decision. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a, a make or break for him as well. If he if he flops here, he's probably not going to get another job like it. Do you think? Do you think some people think Watford might be a bit of a free hit? Okay, he failed at Watford, but everyone fails at Watford. Let's give him a chance. It depends on it depends on how he. If it's like he just gets, it, it, it depends on his style of play as well. I think if if you're playing nice football, teams might go for you but if he's playing just to win games sort of like almost like an Atletico Madrid or mm. nothing special I don't know whether you'd get another chance because sometimes it's sort of like um, Dean Smith at, at Norwich I don't know whether he'd done himself there mm. um, yeah I think I think you might well be right but yeah I, and the other thing as well if your job prospects are that short at Watford it doesn't encourage you to try and experiment with a progressive style of play does it you just want to sort of get the results and move on to the next game and you know that's going to force a particular style of play upon you I guess isn't it yeah I, maybe they don't even get to I don't know what the, the Watford owners are like maybe they try and enforce a, a style of play and that's why so many managers struggle there yeah and I can kind of see the point because I guess that's why you have directors of football isn't it you don't want a manager to come in with his style of play, recruit players he wants, then he leaves, and then the next manager's lumbered with a load of players he didn't want. I guess as a club, yeah. you want some sort of consistency, but maybe give your manager longer than what Watford do tend to give them. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, for this week in the Premier League, it was uh, Leicester 3, Norwich, provided with two goals. He's had a busy week. Um, and James Madison, uh, former Norwich player, with a third goal. Leicester, the first one in seven. Harley Barnes, um, pretty decent with two assists. Angus Gunn in the... Um, Norwich goal. Uh, he had a pretty decent game till that first goal went in, and then sort of the floodgates opened. Um, it wasn't a full crowd by any stretch of the imagination at the uh, King Power. Um, 
this is a club where they're sort of I think both these teams just can't wait for the season to end really can they no no I don't, Norwich are going down and I can't see Leicester getting a European spot so it's just there's not much for them to play for anymore no well I mean mathematically they can't they're 10 points behind the conference league place with three games left to go um, they're only five points behind Wolves who are in 8th place but you know it's whether you're it's whether you're that bothered to go chasing for it, I think. I mean, I think the sort of the owners will be encouraging that because you get a certain amount, don't you? When it's you, about, it's about the same. I was looking for my uh, my article, and it's about the. It's, it's almost the same for the top. Oh, is 10. it? Yeah, it's about. It's about. So you can actually, I think, like even numbers, you actually get more than odd. It's something weird. What? So if you finished eighth instead of seventh, you get more money. It's there's it's some of the teams like ninth. I think got more than like seventh. Did they? Was, yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I looked at it and I thought, well, that can't be right. But it's about the same from the 10 upwards. Oh, right. That is bizarre. Yeah. That is really weird. Right. Uh, well, we'll head across the um, the channel to Europe land. Um, so, games coming at this weekend uh, in Spain. Um, Rowan's at the top at 81 points, so they are playing today. Uh, Barcelona on 72 points. Barcelona. Um, did you see Araujo with his injury? Yeah, I saw that he got to be stretched off. Did you see the actual collision? It was um he headed was it headed his own player? He did. It was Gabby, I think it was. Um yeah. Gabby, I think it was. Um and then he carried on running for about sort of two, three seconds and then he sort of collapsed on the ground and you think this really doesn't look good, does it? Oh, I d I didn't see on the on the highlights they didn't show him running about, they just panned from the header and then straight to the ambulance. Yeah, and I think the stretcher was too big for the ambulance. They couldn't get the stretcher in first of all. It was basically similar to they sort of um, took home into hospital when he sort of tried to leap Springfield Gorge on the skateboard and he kept bashing his head all the way up and then oh. the hospital, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ambulance hit the tree and fell down. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Real Madrid on 81 points and Barcelona on 72, Atleti on 67 um, and then it gets a bit interesting with the um, with the last Champions League place. So Sevilla in the last Champions League place uh, on 66 points. And they've drawn their last three games. Uh, they are five points ahead their uh, severe rivals, Betis. So, uh, this weekend, um, Atleti are away at... Uh, sorry, uh, Sevilla are away at Atleti. So that's quite an important game. Uh, that's third versus fourth. Whereas Betis have got a slightly easy game on paper. They're at home to Granada. So if uh, Sevilla slip up against Atleti, uh, and there's no reason why they couldn't, because Atleti um, beat Real Madrid at the uh, in the Madrid derby the other day, um, then Batista are ready to pounce. So that fourth place isn't over. And I guess you'd be quite happy at sneaking that champion spot from your biggest rivals, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I think whoever wins that Atletico-Sevilla match, they're guaranteed Champions League. So I think they're both going to be... That'll be a great game to, to watch. You've got a lot to play for there. They are, aren't they? That's on Saturday evening. That clashes with the cup final, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd have watched that. Uh, it might even clash with Eurovision, so I definitely wouldn't be watching um, <laughs> that's poor I love Eurovision do you watch it? I've seen it once have you? no we watch it no I just it's just it's quite political it is but it's an awful lot of cheesy fun oh yeah it's, it's fun when the uh, the winner has to go back on and they're, they're just they've drank so much alcohol <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine they're just only doing is it like your player of the war uh, player of the year awards is it? Yeah, yeah. 
that, that that's just at like a nightclub or something. <laughs> uh, right in Italy, we have got a um, uh, a title race going on here. AC Milan are top on eighty points, and then it's Inter on seventy eight, and Lee seventy three, uh, and then far behind is Juventus on sixty nine. So this weekend is uh, Milan versus Atalanta, Cagliari versus Inter, uh, Napoli at home to Genoa. Uh, and then Monday night is Juventus versus Lazio. It was also the Coppa Italia this week. Um, Italia final. It finished into four Juventus two. So it was a Derby Italia final. Uh, that was after extra time. Um, that was lovely. Have you seen any highlights from this at all? No, I haven't seen them. Uh, go check them out because um, the first goal from Nicola Barella was absolutely beautiful. Uh, so he scored then. Uh, Hakan Chanloglu with a penalty. And then even Perisic with two goals. And after the game, uh, Giorgio Chiellini has confirmed he will leave Juventus after 17 years. Is that uh, retirement? or? don't think so. There's been talk of him going to MLS the last few weeks. I was, I was literally going to say MLS or China or something. <laughs> uh, there has been talk for a few weeks of him going to MLS, um, so maybe he'll be going off there. He does speak English fluently. Um, have you ever seen a post-match interview when Juventus played, must have been playing Spurs, because in his post-match interview, he said in the game beforehand, or before the game, uh, in the dressing room, they've been talking about Spurs being Spursy. So, you know, Spurs being Spursy is quite a famous thing across, yeah. across the world. <laughs> yeah. um, in the Bundesliga, Bundesliga, it's the final week of the Bundesliga. So, Bayern on 76 points, 10 ahead of Dortmund. Um, Bayern Leverkusen on 61. And then for the final Champions League place, you've got RB Leipzig on 57 points and Freiburg just outside on 55. So, um, Arminia Bayern are at home to RB Leipzig. And then, um, Bayern, uh, Freiburg with a tougher fixture, they are away to Bayern Leverkusen. Um, what do you reckon is going to happen there? Um, I think... For the last Champions League spot, I think it's quite a tasty. I think it's the best one in all the leagues because you got Köln who are seventh, mm. who are on fifty-two. Union Berlin who are on fifty-four and sixth. Freiburg one point ahead, and then you got Leipzig two points ahead of that. So even Union Berlin could get the final spot. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Actually, can they on goal difference? Oh no, they can't on goal difference. They can get, they can take their spot from Freiburg. Mm. And Freiburg. Uh, yeah, they they got Europa Conference League minimum. Yeah, but oh, Union cool. Perl, that would be a hell of a shock. Well, they were in the Champions League places for quite some time, weren't they? Yeah, I think it's it's been quite an odd year for below there because I think them and Curl have haven't been there for for years. Mm. Um, have you ever read a book called Soconomics? Mm, uh, I think I'm re. Oh, no, no, I do have that one though. I do have it. Okay, that's really good. There's chapter. I mean, it's all about economics and numbers and stuff in in, in football. It's old. It's probably about ten years old. So, um, but one of the chapters in there is it tries to get to the bottom of why um, clubs from capital cities don't tend to do as well in European football or, or in the Champions League as um, as others. So if you think about it, uh, obviously Real Madrid do incredibly well in the Champions League. They're a bit of an, yeah. an anomaly. Um, it took Chelsea till 2012 for a club from London to win the Champions League. Um, if you think about it, outside there, you're kind of stuck, aren't you? You know, Liverpool, Manchester, uh, both provincial cities. Uh, yeah. Bayern, or uh, Munich isn't the capital of Germany, is it? So Union Berlin in there would be um, be quite exciting. Yeah, that's actually. You never think about that, but you think they they always do the best because they're the capital, but. 
Well, you kind of thought that they would attract the best players. Roy Keane talked about how the fact that when he was Sunderland manager, he couldn't get players to Sunderland because their partners wanted to, the players' partners would always want to stay in London um, if, they were, if they were foreign. He said you've got no chance of getting to Sunderland. Yeah, that's which true. I, which I can understand. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you're being managed by Roy Keane, you're probably going to... Yeah, that's, that's quite a scary experience. Um, in France, finally, for the major European leagues, um, PSG top on 80 points, then Marseille on 68 points. Um, Monaco 65 in the last Champions League place. Then you've got Nice on 63 in the Europa League spot, Rennes on 62 in the uh, Conference League spot, and then Strasbourg on 60. So, this weekend is uh, Monaco in the last Champions League place versus Brest. Um, nice are at home to Lille. Uh, who are the reigning champions of course um, Ren who are uh, they sort of recovering well from the loss of Camavinga they're at home to Marseille uh, and Strasbourg are at home to Clermont it's still quite exciting in France for European spots as well isn't it yeah that, that's another there's, there's, I think it's better because they've got more more games I think after this this game week it might clear up but they're still they haven't got as many um, spots over leagues no, they've only got the three. I haven't really paid much attention to the Champions League announcements that have been made this week, so I don't know if, in a couple of years' time, whether they're going to get a fourth spot or not. I'm not sure. They've got two Champions League at the moment, one Europa League, one Conference League, and then one Conference Qualifier. Okay. Yeah, so maybe not much change. Um, bits and bobs of news, right? We'll stay in France. Ex-Lyon defender uh, Marcelo. Uh, he is denied being dropped by Lyon uh, for farting in the changing room uh, too much. He tweeted, uh, journalism nowadays is a joke. Um, it was also reported last year that he was dropped from the first team for laughing during Captain Lear de Bois' uh, post-game team talk, uh, a loss where uh, Marcelo scored in a goal. He also got into a bit of, sort of bother with the um, uh, with the Lyon ultras as well earlier on the season, well, maybe last season, because I think Nabil Fekir or someone had to sort of step in because uh, there was a sort of derogatory bit of tifo about Marcelo in the stand um, farting in the change room is that a problem you have mm, no never heard of anyone anyone being kicked out of a team for that no there must be some terrible hygiene though in a man's changing room I don't don't think it's I can't I can't imagine it's that that bad if he's farting it's probably a huge changing room this is true. It's not like some of the places you go. No, it's not like um, just a changing room for that fits about ten people, and you've got to fit twenty in there. Yeah, so I've got. Imagine if he had a farting problem in there. Would he be dropped from the first team at that point? Mm, no, you're probably just getting changed in like a different. You probably <laughs> know what you usually do is just get him to go to like the officials training room. That's what someone needs like someone needs to go for a shit. You just get him to go to the officials one. Really? Yeah, some 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 sometimes you do that if they got like a dodgy stomach, get him into the officials one. <laughs> Save it being an ours. <laughs> you know Robbie Savage got banned for that, don't you? Well, in in our league they don't. Yeah, Robbie Savage before a Premier League game, he had a stomach, uh, and someone was in the Leicester City because when he still played at City, someone was in the Leicester changing rooms, so he ran into the referee's room to do what he needed to do, uh, and the referee reported it, and he got a fine and possibly a ban. Blimey. When you got lucky then if he did it another room. Yeah. Uh, staying in France still. Uh, nice have condemned chance by their ultras uh, about ex non striker Emiliano Sally. You might remember he was the guy that cr- died in a plane crash on his way to sign yeah. for Cardiff. Um, Nantes were uh, not beat Nice 1 0 in the French Cup final last weekend. Uh, and Chan- 
attacks were heard during uh, Nice's league un game against uh, San Etienne on Wednesday night following the cup final. Um, so they were condemned by uh, Nice's sort of hierarchy and the manager as well. Nice Ultras replied saying they the, the chants were an error, quote unquote, but said that a sense of humour is also a part of fan culture. I think, I think that's a bit far for a sense of humour. <laughs> there is a line, isn't there? Yeah, there is. You can't say anything, guys. Oh, it's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, it's banter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as they always used to say. Uh, right, okay. So, um, where are we now? Celtic have won the uh, Scottish Premier League title for uh, the tenth time in eleven years after a one-one draw with Dundee United. They reversed the twenty-five point deficit of Rangers from last season. Um, that's a fantastic achievement by uh, Ange Postecoglou and um, his Celtic team. He said, uh, quote unquote, this as win has taken every ounce out of me. When he arrived, there was a lot of Ange who from a lot of people in Scotland, but he's uh, definitely walked, uh, sort of brought people over. I mean, he won the Asian Cup with Australia and also the J-League with Yokohama. Uh, so he was no mug when he came over, but it's a fantastic achievement, isn't it, given that points difference from last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the the, the helping of Gerard leaving w- would have made it probably slightly easier because mm. they've had to do a changing around arrangements. But, I mean, that's still, still a good achievement. No, very much so. Um, do you reckon we'll see him in the Premier League soon? Uh, it depends. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know whether they'll maybe give him another year because I think at the moment they're getting the the Premier League old players who are sort of filling up the jobs at the moment. Um, what well, the win or the league win guarantees Celtic a group stage place in the Champions League next year uh, in pot three. So they're sort of far down the corner. So they'll be playing a couple of good teams. But apparently, if Rangers win the Europa League, they go into the Champions League, as we know. But they go into pot one of the Champions League. <laughs> so they're two pots higher, so they'll get an easier draw. Um, Eric Ten Hag has led Ajax to uh, the title. They beat Herenveen 5-0. Uh, Lino Messi has been uncovered as uh, unveiled as Saudi Arabia's tourist ambassador. Um, uh, this is on top of him earning £122 million last year. Um, there you go. Uh Manchester United beat Nottingham Forest 3-1 FA Youth Cup final in front of 67,000 supporters, which was pretty cool. Uh, Alejandro uh, Ganacho scored and his grandparents were in the crowd. Um, there's lots of nice footage of them jumping up and down and cheering. Um, some female journalists walked out of the Football Writers Awards in Scotland over alleged and racist jokes. Uh, and finally for news, in the um, African Champions League semi-finals this weekend... So, Al-Akhli of Egypt play um, ES Sif of Algeria. Um, Al-Akhli have fallen up for the first leg. Uh, and Petro de Luanda of Angola, they play um, Widad of Morocco. Uh, Widad are three one up from the first leg. So, looks like it could well be an Egypt-Morocco final. So, an all-Arab final. So, that would be pretty cool. Uh, right. Premier League. Should we talk Premier League this weekend? Yeah. There are yeah. no games on Saturday. Uh, so, Sunday, we start off at high noon at um, White Hart Lane so Tottenham play uh, Burnley which is well, strange was Tottenham playing now on Thursday night and they got the early game um, Spurs won this fixture 4-0 last season um, Burnley won three out of their last four of course they lost to Villa last weekend um, Spurs have only won two out of their last five but of course they're winning at the moment against Arsenal um, Burnley still need the points don't they so Burnley are only ahead of 
leads on goal difference, but they have played a game less. Um, how do you reckon this one's going to go? I think I think Tottenham will win it easily. I don't think because they'll be. I think they'll have some fatigue from the game today. Mm. Um, but I think that because both teams have something to play for, it usually they don't come down to to quality. Where I'd say if Tottenham didn't have anything to play for, it could be Burnley's. But I'd be a, I think Tottenham will probably two 0 maybe. Okay, that seems quite. Yeah, that doesn't seem out of the ordinary. I'll go along with you on that one. Uh, two o'clock on Sunday's Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Um, oops. Bear with one moment, caller. Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Uh, Aston Villa won this 3-0 last season. Palace got back-to-back wins, of course, against Watford and Southampton. Um, Villa's loss to Liverpool put a run, uh, ended a run of seven points from three games, including consecutive wins over Burnley and Norwich. Um, I've got a sneaky feeling for Palace on this one. Yeah, I think I think Palace aren't, aren't a bad team, but yeah, I, I'll go with that. Yeah, Palace. Do you, th- you think the two managers could still get a game somehow? <laughs> well, they got nothing to play for, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you think they could still do a decent job in midfield, the pair of them. Yeah, uh, that would be an interesting game. That would be pretty. I think this would be quite a deep. I think this would be quite an entertaining game, actually. To be fair, both of them seem to be playing sort of fairly exciting football, given recent sort of highlights I've seen in the pair of them. I think this could be quite a good one. Yeah, I think yeah, because they got nothing to lose, so you might as well. Try and get some goals. Yeah, pressure's off. Sunny day. I think it could be a good game. Um, Leeds versus uh, Brighton. Of course, Leeds desperate for this. They've lost their last three, like you say. Um, Brighton have won consecutively, scoring seven goals, conceding none in the process. So uh, that was the 4-0 against Manchester United and 3-0 against Wolves. Before that, they drew 2-2 with Southampton. So nine goals in three games they've scored. Um, which is weird, because I often have Brighton down as a very good team that can't finish their chances. Yeah, yeah, I think that was more. Car- I think last season they were that. This season they sort of turn it around, but they, they still don't. They don't have a striker whose name shouts out goals, goals to me. No, so both Trussard and Mope uh, and Alexis Bacalister, I think, are all excellent players, but none of them sort of screen finisher, like you know, no. fox in the box yeah. sort of thing. Um, Leeds conceding an average of two point one four goals a game. That's their problem. And if they're playing this Brighton team who have suddenly found the back of the net, they need to keep players on the pitch, first of all, but also they need to sort of stop them going in. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much that needs fixing there. <laughs> their goal difference is awful compared to Burnley's. Oh, it's minus 38, isn't it? Yeah, yeah 20, 21 less. Um, is Jesse Martin to fix those issues, do you think? I don't really know enough about him to know what he's like defensively but I thought I thought he was going to turn it around when he first came in he seemed to have them playing well the, the team camaraderie back but I don't I don't know whether this is just a bit too much now and I was quite excited when he came in because obviously his Salzburg team had done very well then he got that move to Leipzig and it didn't quite work out for him there for whatever reason so I'm a bit unsure so I asked the guy I follow on Twitter, um, who's a Bundesliga sort of reporter, uh, what he thought of him. And basically, the report, the, the reply I got from this reporter was um, he didn't think that much of Jesse Marsh at all. Uh, oh. um, yeah, must have got quite lucky in the Austrian Bundesliga because he hadn't seen anything 
in the German Bundesliga to make him think this guy's a good manager. So, yeah, um, he seems a really nice guy. And do you know what? I would be quite interested to spend a lot of time in his company because he seems an enthusiastic person and he seems a sort of football nerd. And I imagine he's a guy with a lot of ideas and is very passionate about football. But whether that makes for a good Premier League manager, I don't know. But I would like to spend an awful lot of time in his company. Yeah, he does seem. Some of his interviews, you just think, yeah, he, he can't. I can't imagine him being mad at a team like like Leeds. Maybe mm. that's why they're struggling. You know, he just doesn't scream at them. Americans some also managers just can't, just don't really get angry. Yeah. Americans always seem very exotic. I'd love to spend more time with them. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not a dig at the one that let us down at the last minute here today. <laughs> no, they did. They, just, they all seem sort of very exotic people. So um, I would be fascinated to spend some time with them. <laughs> um, is your manager one that sort of... Is he sort of carrot or a stick manager? Um, he won't... He wouldn't really um, shout at us, really. No? The, the first team one, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll get into you. But the other ones... It's a bit odd sometimes when they start screaming. You're like, this. If it sort of feels fake in a way. Um, did you have a teacher at school? So there's two sorts of teachers at school. Ones that just constantly shouted. So it sort of went. Eventually, it just sort of went one ear and out the other. And the others who dev- who sort of quite calm and mellow. So when they did shout, you thought, oh my gosh, we really have to listen here. Yeah, yeah. And then you just get the the supply teacher. You just no one listens to. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Who would be a supply teacher? Uh, Watford versus uh, Leicester. Uh, that draw um, for Watford ended a run of, well, as far back as this goes, at least four consecutive defeats. Leicester, like I say, really, really needed that win. Like I said earlier on, that stopped a, a run of two consecutive losses. Um, Watford at home and no one they turn the corner? No, no I, th- I, think, I think Leicester, they were just on a bad form because they were resting their players for... The European, the, the European competition, mm. but now, now, now they seem like they're back. I can't see, can't see Watford turning it around. They got nothing to play for. Watford, neither do Leicester. Watford score an average of zero point eight nine goals a game and concede what an average uh, one point nine four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> Either end is not good. <laughs> like a bad curry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I can only see. I can only see. A Leicester win here, same as you, yeah. Yeah, uh, West Ham, Man City. We touched on this briefly earlier on. Um, this could be quite interesting, couldn't it? Because, like we say, uh, they're still going for that win or, um, or that sort of uh, Europe, Europa League spot. Are uh, West Ham? Uh, um, so, yeah, it could be. I'm just trying to think whether it was, they drew one-one last season at the um, London State. Um, yeah, I think. I think this is somewhere where they could. I think this is their your, their, your best chance of Man City dropping points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Previous to this, West Ham had lost three out there. Or, sorry, previous to their four 0 winning against Norwich at the week, lost three out there last four. So maybe that doesn't bode very well. I, I I just with how much they've got, and you always want to beat the best team up. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do you want to know the aggregate score of City's last five Premier games? It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> so against two, uh, four, twenty-two. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that is awful. Yeah, uh, West Ham announced today that Andrei Yarmolenko is going to be leaving at the end of the season. So, and he's off to find uh, somewhere different to play next season. And I guess he's been through an 
an awful lot what with uh, recent news. Um, so yeah, he'll he'll be gone. Um, re- oh, do you know what? I mean, you you can kind of see a case for West Ham, but you just seem relentless, don't they? Yeah, I think it's it's one of those games where you see the scoreline halftime. You go, oh, it's like nil nil. Man City get one. 50th minute and then end up winning it like 3 0. It looks comfortable. Mm. Yeah, I think I think once that first goal goes in for, for City, I think it, the floodgates will just open. Uh, Wolves versus Norwich. Uh, so basically, when I look at when you go on the Premier League website to have a look at teams' form, uh, you get a sort of green for a win um, if a team's won, a, a grey for a D, a D for a draw, and then a red loss. Uh, if I tell you the last 10 games on here, um, there are nine red L's for both these teams. Oh. <laughs> uh, the only uh, tiny team has got a point since this, since the last five games, is um, Wolves' two-two draw to Chelsea last week, where they were two 0 down at one point, weren't they? Yeah. Um, Norwich haven't scored in four games. They've let seven in their last two. Uh-huh. This is going to be. An absolute dog turn of a game. I think this is going to be very much last done match of the day. Yeah, this is the sort of one where if it, if it was locked down, you had all the games, you just, that would be your last, last choice. I think so. I mean, do you even do teams want to play this game? I don't think they do. I think that, a lot of teams at this point, I think they'll just shake hands and say, well, let's have the season over now. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, next one is uh, Everton versus Brentford. Everton, uh, sorry, Brentford won the, um, uh, the the game at their stadium 1-0. Um, Everton have got seven points from the last nine available. Uh, Brentford have won three out of their last five. So they're, um, they're sort of, they've done well since Christian Eriksen has come to the team. They want to keep him for next season. I doubt they will. I hope they I hope he stays. Um as much as I don't want to see it, I can just see an Everton getting a result here and pulling themselves further away. Yeah, I think this is this is a good chance for them to get to get some points. I, I, even a draw, I think at this stage that that would be that would be more than enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then finally, in the Premier League on Monday night is uh, Castle versus Arsenal. So at the moment, Arsenal are losing. To uh, I think they're losing only two Spurs. Um, is it two 0 or three 0 Three 0 Three 0 Oh, and Arsenal have had a play sent off, so that's not very helpful. So at the moment, uh, they are in fourth place on sixty six points. Um, they are a point. If the scores stay the same, they they are a point ahead of um, Tottenham. So their destiny is in their own hands still if they lose tonight. But of course, if Spurs get a result of the weekend, um, Arsenal have got to wait till Monday night to play. By which point, you know, they could well be. Um, two points behind Spurs in fifth place, couldn't they? It's vital that they, I guess, it, not so much right off tonight, but you know, tonight it looks like it's gone. But it's vital that they beat this Newcastle team. This Newcastle team have lost their last two. Yeah, but I think it's it's still a Newcastle team that they're not they're not easy to beat. They'll you have to be on your game still to beat them. Yeah, yeah, I th- it's. Oh, it's one way where you could see it going either way. This, yeah, I mean, the game is at Newcastle, so uh, they. I'm just trying to look at the last three home games. So, the, 
Last time game, they lost 1-0 at home to Liverpool, but they played really well, actually. Uh, and then two games before that, they beat Palace 1-0 and uh, Leicester 2-1. So, uh, home, they are quite the sort of tough team to play against. Arsenal, like I say, they're losing at the moment, but they have won their previous four. So, they are still pretty much a, a team in form, aren't they? They're not going to be... They're not, they're not going to be bad, but you just... They could... Newcastle aren't no pushover, I don't think. No, I don't think they are. Uh, so who were their last games of the season? So let me just have a little look at the fixtures. So they've got the game against Burnley Spurs. Have. So the, the Spurs' last game of the season, they are away at Norwich. Uh, Arsenal's last game of the season, they are... Everton. Ever Everton, yeah. So bearing in mind what we just said about them playing Brentford this weekend, Everton could more or less be safe pretty much, couldn't they? Um, come this last game of the season. It looked a couple of weeks ago where that... Um, Everton could really be sort of hanging on to the last game of the season. That game really could have meant something. But maybe Norwich down, nothing to play for. Everton fairly nothing to play for. Um, the game against Newcastle means an awful lot to Norwich all of a, uh, to uh, Arsenal all of a sudden, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. If Everton get get a point, I think they should be they should be fine. Yeah, um, and I I think Arsenal. Arsenal will really need this win, so I, I think they will win it. Okay. Uh, and finally, it's the FA Cup final this weekend. Um, that is Liverpool versus Chelsea, a replay of the 2012 Cup final. Um, when I think, was it 2-0 or 2-1? Liverpool lost by. All I remember is Peter Cech pulling off some miraculous save from Andy Carroll. It was just, it was an astonishing save. Um, but yeah, so Fabinho's out uh, for Liverpool. Kovacic is out for... Um, uh, for Chelsea, I guess Fabinho is the bigger loss, isn't he? Um, but what do you reckon is going to happen in this game? Then? I think, I think it'll be it'll be a good game. It's always a good game, an FA Cup final. Um, but I think Liverpool win it. Do you think? I mean, obviously, Liverpool are some sixteen points ahead of Chelsea in the league table. But do you reckon Tuchel, like he did in the Champions League final last year against Man City, do you think he can set his team up for a performance um, in a cup final and maybe uh, pull off a shock? It wouldn't even be a shock, but you know, um, pull off a result. I think. I think. I think there's always, no matter who's in a final, I think you've always got that chance because you know you just the players all want to win a trophy at the end of the day. Mm. But I think Liverpool are just. The experience they have in cup finals at the moment and big matches, I think you just. I, I, I mean, it'll be a good game, but I think Liverpool will win it. What's it will be? Um, probably. Uh, I'd like a 3 2 or like a 3 1. A lot of goals. I wouldn't. <laughs> as, as long as it's not one team 3 0 up, because that's, that's just boring. Okay, do you think there'll be extra time? Um, uh, the, the the thing of X time, what well, that annoys me is that you've got the hopes of it being penalties, and then if a team scores, it, you know they're most likely going to win it. So you've got loads of dead time in a game. I was fine. Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Is this going to clash with my Eurovision on Saturday night? Mm, no, I don't. Well, it depends on whether you watch the trophy lifting. Uh, Jordan Henderson does do a good trophy lift. Have you seen his trophy lift? Mm. 
Uh, well, I have plenty of times, but not that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so he picks it up and he's got his back to the camera. And then he sort of stamps his feet on the ground repetitively. And then he turns around and lifts it in the air. It's a very good oh, trophy lift. It's actually um, weirder. It's really weird doing a trophy, a trophy lift. I've done it once and none of my teammates did it with me. They did? So... What? What happened? So I was like, you know, you do the oh. <laughs> were you the captain? Were you the one? Were you the one lifting the trophy? Yeah, this is quite a few years ago, but I don't remember anyone doing it with me. So I was like, "Come on!" Uh, and no, no one did it. So I was just like, "I'll, I'll end it." <laughs> oh, so bad. So were you the one lifting the trophy? Yeah, yeah. And we did like the whole like you hold it low, like shake it about. Oh no! No one. I was like, "Well, I thought it was easier than that." What were they doing? Were they just staring at you? Yeah, everyone was just look. I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm not... <laughs> oh no! It was just. It's it's one of those days where it's a great win, but at the same time you're like, that was awkward. And well, people have recorded it, and it's sort of like. So this is on YouTube somewhere, is it? No, <laughs> I hope it never is. <laughs> so with the lots of parents and stuff watching, thinking. Yeah, everyone was sort of just looking, and I was just like looking around, like <laughs> join in, and no one joined in. Oh dear. <laughs> when I lifted up, you got you got a few parents go away, but it's no. The mood it's not is... what I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> the mood was ruined. <laughs> uh, right, okay, that brings us to the end of our Premier League preview, FA Cup preview. Uh, end of the podcast. You got any other business? Uh, no. No? Okay. Uh, right, so we're Man on the Post, part of the Man on the Post network. Um, you will get Ali and Dave and Simon back on Monday. Uh, or Tuesday reviewing the games that we've been previewing here. Um, if you like what you hear, you can download us from your, well, I'm sure you already know because listen, but you can get us from your uh, podcast app of choice, Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review us. Um, any five-star reviews are gratefully received. You can um, also follow or um, subscribe and all your future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. You can find us on Facebook and give us a like. You can find us on Instagram at Man of the Post. You can find us on Twitter at Man of the Post. So come join in and come have a look with us. Uh, Jared, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, at Gazenda SA, so G-U-Z-E-N-D-A-S-A. How do they follow you, Chris? Uh, they follow me at Sietchingham77. Um, like me, do you sometimes regret the fact your mum didn't marry Mr. Smith so you don't have to keep constantly spelling your surname? Yeah, but then sometimes you think, thank, thank God, because no, if someone hears that name, then it's going to be a pain to try and find him. Something. That's Put true. Smith into the internet and you get nothing. That's true. Fair enough. Uh, brilliant. Thank you ever so much, Jared. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post.